0: Welcome, it's that time once again. Happy New Year, Patriot Radio News Hour, starting year 20-something. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Happy Hump Day, I am back. I know you've been waiting. Uh, I got hammered with the the winter cold. I'm still feeling the effects. I mean, it's been uh, about a week now. Uh just I got it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, even yesterday, but today uh, coming around. I may use the cough button a few times. It's been a dandy. You know what the the flu shot just not getting it done. I, I heard the flu cases up eight hundred percent here in Arizona. I guess they missed a little bit, you know, but sorry, all, right, all of you line up for it anyway. Uh eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two That is our toll-free number, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Uh, You know, the thing that's been on a tear, talking about gold and silver. The website at allamericangold.com. All the the news, the articles, the videos, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook. uh, We got it all for you. Uh, Just want to give everyone a quick update. I apologize. I was sick last week. Uh, some of the shipping that I was hoping to get done last week uh, is going to be pushed to this week. Uh, the proofs are are going to be here. Uh, we'll start calling and shipping those out this week. Matter of fact, they'll, we'll have them all out this week. Uh, a couple people had some saints. They'll go out uh, this week as well. If you were anybody that had an order in uh, before the holiday, all that stuff is going to be gone and out. We have the medals program. Uh, Great. January is always a great time to sign up for that. Uh, That's out there, too. Go out to our website. You can read all about it. If you have questions about it, uh, you can give us a call. Uh, If you want to sign up, uh, it's really one of the best programs ever. You get four deliveries a year. You can start with as little as $100 a month. Uh, You put it on a credit card. You pick the day of the month you want us to withdraw the funds. And we ship four times a year, so we just ended the fourth quarter uh those will be that, that that's right now about a two week process, but we'll be uh shipping uh I, fingers crossed. I think we can have that all out too by next Friday, so uh we'll just see how things shake out but we'll it'll be if we're not if not it'll be real real close but I think we're gonna be able to get that done for you. Uh, and we'll be all caught up and getting ready uh, for 2018. And wow, how things change! And again, it's it's important. And I know it was. It, it, it's hard because uh, the, the Christmas holiday and everybody wants to go out and buy the gifts. But uh, silver's up two bucks from the bottom. Gold's up what eighty five, ninety dollars from the bottom. Uh, matter of fact uh, gold is up again today up a couple more bucks uh, 13 18 silvers up three four cents here to call it uh, we'll wound up a little bit 1725 on silver this morning uh, and what's going on you know you start thinking about hey wait a minute you know we got the tax cut, and, and the Fed raised rates, and, and they're going to raise rates you know, a few more times in 2018, and isn't this going to be great, and why are gold and silver rallying? And, and the answer really is, is a simple one. When you take away the, the I guess, the uh, excitement of the, this tax cut, you're left with, okay, how much growth are we going to get, and then how much debt is it going to cost us? And when you do the analysis, it's actually pretty simple. Uh, Because even before then, really, you know, when you think about it, uh, what's a couple hundred, you know, billion dollars more a year when you're adding a couple of trillion? You know, why not? And and, and you have the the dollar, which when you think about it, the dollar was – was on this rally for oh probably about five years you know the dollar had a good run you know the dollar uh during the after the financial crisis got down into the 70s rallied all the way back over a five-year period back up to about 100 101 uh and then this year had the worst year in what well i guess last year now right it's 2018 now had the last or the worst year in seven years, uh, and and when you uh, kind of look at the fundamentals, it looks like a lot more dollar weakness. Some of it because of what we we, we know is going to happen with the debt, but the other part is having to do. And we talked about, and I know it's been a couple weeks since I've been on, but we talked about uh, the where the. Uh, countries are holding their money and we're going to talk a little more about that uh the imf uh published the best detail we're going to get on what the countries are holding we're going to break that down for you and why it actually is bad news uh for the dollar and even i was thought oh that's uh, there's only one place for the money to go We'll, we'll talk about that uh we have the the store closings uh, get ready. Those are going to start again. Uh, we we had uh, whose button's bigger than whose, uh, in case you saw that, Donald Trump. You know what's funny is, why not? You know, all this time we always got to be politically correct and everybody can spout off, and so Trump likes to spout back. So, uh, North Korea talked about their button being on their desk, and Donald fired off a tweet about how he's got a button too, and it's bigger, and his actually works, and all of that stuff. It's all great fodder, I guess, for TV. You know, and, and depending on what channel you listen to, it's a good thing or a bad thing. My brother actually was in town. And for those of you that don't, don't, don't know, my oldest brother is a colonel in, in the Army. And I'm going to share with you the conversation that we had and what he told me about what... The Army is really worried about uh, some fascinating things, uh, and it didn't really have to do with a button. Patriot Radio News Hour, don't touch that dot. 800 That That is our toll free number, January. So we talked uh, a lot about how December has always been a, a good month uh, to buy gold. And what was funny is this morning I came in and I've been, you know, obviously under the weather, but I was thinking about where we stand and watching gold and silver and and wondering, you know, which, what months are our good months. And to my surprise, January, well, actually not, the reason why I like December is because I know that... Gold really does, January and February, are really good months for gold. As an example, in the last one, two, three, four, five, six years, gold has been up in January five out of the last six years. The one year it wasn't higher was 2013, where it was down... It wasn't even down a percent. It was down less than a, a percent, and that was in 2013. So 2012, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, gold always finishes higher. Well, I didn't say always, but the majority of the time. And matter of fact, if you go all the way back to 2001, so you think about when did all this start? Right in 2001 it was kind of the, the 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 starting point to 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 this rally that we've seen and and we've had a you know I, I guess what they'd call a bear market inside of a bull market and uh where is all of this going to to lead us to and you think about no one the debt was 5 trillion right and now it's 21 trillion uh the the stock market, right? The Dow Jones uh, was you know over ten thousand. You know the ten thousand hats were already out non and, and all that stuff, and and gold was wasn't even three hundred dollars. But in that time period, there's only been one, two, three, four, five, six years where gold has been lower. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years. Or gold has been higher. Uh, only one year was gold more than five percent lower, and that was 2011. That was kind of the the what I'd call the turn year uh, in 2011. Uh, but but in the last four years, gold's been higher every single January, about five six percent per year higher. Uh, the average is. Excuse me, I'm still still trying to shake this here. But if you use that as the the average, so we we can expect gold to what about thirteen uh, seventy? It's been high high one year. Uh, it was up eleven percent. Another year is up eight. The last two years, uh, five five point four percent and five point one percent. And then the, the interesting part is the follow through into February February 2016 up 10% February 2017 up 3% but but if you look at where gold and silver finish uh, in those two months you're looking at anywhere from 16 eight to 16% higher uh, in the gold price uh, which obviously would put gold uh, north of fourteen hundred dollars, uh, which is a a I guess a technical and I don't know if it's a technically important level. Definitely a psychologically important level, uh, but just something to keep in mind. So when you're when we're looking at uh, where where gold uh, really shows strength, that is it. That's the the months uh, that that really we we see the biggest jump early in the year. Then we see some consolidation, right? And then the rally at the end of the year, uh, which has been the pattern that we need to keep out for. But what's the big drivers? What's going to drive uh, the gold and the silver price? And so you think about, we have the tax cut, people talking about, uh, there's a great, uh, I don't know if it was an article or an interview, Uh, it's on the website this morning talking about inflation and deflation at the same time, right? which is, I've been telling you, it's, it's, we're in the stagflationary period where things are costing more, but the biggest thing that isn't is, is, is the labor or the wages. Uh, Despite all of the, even all of the increase in the minimum wage, 18 states raised the minimum wage, a lot of that. By the way, just so you know, a lot of the the noise from, we're going to raise rates because of the taxes, raise pay because of the taxes, there's only a couple that did that, a handful of companies. Uh, It's really because that's just where it is. Most of the states uh, now are, are... approaching $15 an hour. Some are a little less, some are a little more, but either way, uh, that's what's happening. But here's the biggest thing we need to watch for. As the debts rise, so so we're going to have the Treasury issuing more and more debt. Now that the tax cuts are done, I I don't know if you saw uh, the President now talking about, just like we said, the infrastructure spending plan, right? They want to boost that spending, Uh, and bump that up to the tune of about another 400 to 500 billion dollars more than what we're currently spending over the next 10 years so more debt issuances there is who's going to hold dollars right now and it's been this way really since uh, World War II. One of the some people don't know this. Most of you, if you've listened here, you do. Uh, one of the things that we we gained as the victor of World War II was Bretton Woods, right? And Bretton Woods was, was really, I guess, in simplest terms, hey, we're going to buy everything in dollars. And what I mean by that is they agreed uniformly that we're going to price. Uh, Barrels of crude oil, uh, bushels of wheat or corn or whatever it may be, tankers of soybeans. We're going to price it all in dollars, and this forced countries to to hold dollars because they needed to buy commodities. And the IMF every year releases the what they call the currency composition. The official foreign exchange reserves. Uh, so the whole thing—it's called the the coffer, right? C O F E R, currency composition of official foreign exchange reserves. So when you look at a country's reserves, how do they hold their currencies? And the U.S. obviously the world leader. According to the latest report from the IMF, total foreign exchange reserves was just north of $11 trillion. Now, as I explained in the last show that I didn't know was a few weeks ago, most companies hold dollars through treasuries. In other words, they don't leave it sitting in the bank, but they, they buy, and they can buy, right? They can buy a 10 day bill uh a 30 day note a year two year five year 10 year right the 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 two the five and the 10 are the ones you hear about uh but they hold it in debt and they buy the treasuries of the country that they're holding that's how they hold these reserves by the way that re- and this is something pretty interesting that amount really hasn't changed this 11.3 uh, trillion over the last three four years, it's been between ten point seven to eleven point eight trillion dollars. Uh, by the way, Wolf Richter put this all together. He he took the IMF's report uh, and and broke down how all of these reserves are a hell. in the in the report. They they broke down the allocation, the U.S. dollar. 63.5%. Actually, the United States, we lost 1% over the last couple of years. So we were at 64.6, we're now down to 63.5. Now, a lot of people would say, see, the dollar is still the king. It's, and it's they're not wrong with that. The problem is The dollar is at the maximum already. Nobody's going to add more to it. And I'll break it down for you. The euro was at 22.6. It's down to 20. The yen's at 4.5. The pound sterling's at 4.5. And, and, of course, those are two that, that fluctuate. They, they fluctuate between three and a half and four and a half, pretty much nonstop. Uh, the, the Australian and Canadian dollars, uh, less than 2%. Then the Chinese one, and this is the one that we need to start watching out for. It's only at 1.1%. Now, that's an increase, Matter of fact, it's up about uh, three one hundredths in the last nine or last uh, three quarters, but it was zero before then. Remember, they weren't a reserve currency, so they've gone from zero to a little over one percent, and now they're getting ready, as we talked about, to start offering the ability to buy commodities with their currency, something that had never been done before. So when you think about where's all of this coming from, if you start having, I don't know, 5%, you know, you think about the Chinese are the largest buyer of commodities in the world no one buys more crude oil than them no one buys more steel than them no one buys more iron no one buys more probably just about anything uh, than the Chinese where is it going to come from at a time when the United States needs to issue more and more debt the Chinese are going to be entering the marketplace saying hey Start using our currency, right? And you think about the countries that that already you know, like you know, Pakistan and India, South Korea, Japan. I mean, they're already there. And you think about, you know, really when you think about it, the the China is number two in GDP, Japan's number three in GDP. Uh, I think Germany's four, India's five, and South Korea is. They're in the top ten. Over the next ten years, China is going to be close to taking us on. They may or may not. It'll be really close as as to who's number one. India is probably going to be number two. Japan's going to be down to well, I mean number. I'm sorry. We'll be number three. India is going to be number three. Japan's going to be down to four. Uh, Germany's going to be five. And South Korea is probably going to be six. So you think about three of the top six economies are going to be in Asia themselves. Now, I guess we could hold out hope that Japan and, and China don't like each other, so maybe they won't change. But you just think about the fact that if they're only at one. logic tells us that it should probably at least approach where the euro's at. I mean, the euro is only at, is only 20%. Even if they got to 10 or 15%, if everybody got rid of yens and pound sterling, then I guess it could work, but that doesn't seem logical. There's only one place it seems like it's going to come from. That's the U.S. dollar, which is why you're seeing the dollar falling instead of rallying. Patriot Radio News we'll be back.
1: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. Now... From the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Height.
2: After all the fuss over Roy Moore's Senate candidacy, the media hardly stopped to examine the quality of the already seated Senate body. One Democratic member, Bob Menendez, was on trial for allegedly accepting bribes, including the use of a private jet to Paris, followed by three nights in a $1,500-a-night a hotel room for Menendez and his girlfriend. The same people who called on Roy Moore to step aside failed to call on Menendez to resign for the many felonies of which he was charged. Instead, the establishment decided to insult Alabama voters who have a right to decide their own elections, not Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and the rest of the D.C. swamp. McConnell staked his future on trying to defeat Moore in the September primary, but Moore won by a landslide precisely because voters reject the same old accomplish-nothing politics of both parties in Washington. The allegations against Roy Moore pale by comparison to what is the norm in Hollywood, which has long been one of the biggest financial backers of the Democrat Party. First, they ridiculed Roy Moore for supposedly being too much of a goody two-shoes, and now they criticize him for supposedly being too much like themselves. The criticism of Roy Moore is not about something that happened 5, 10, 20, or even 30 years ago. The accusations against Moore, which he denied, relate to misdemeanors he supposedly committed nearly 40 years ago. We cannot make America great again if unproven allegations are allowed to ambush only conservative candidates on the eve of elections. Those who had any beef about something Roy Moore did nearly 40 years ago should have spoken up long before now, rather than appear as a coordinated hit job at a convenient political moment. Liberals and the establishment hate Roy Moore for his conservative positions today, not what he allegedly did 40 years ago as an unmarried district attorney looking for a future wife. Americans are tired of double standards and the attempted picking and choosing of winners and losers by the Kingmakers.
1: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The hypocrisy and lies of the liberal media are alarming and even incite public unrest. But the fake news and the commentators whose slant coverage are finally being exposed. At PhyllisSchlafly.com, we promise to provide timely alerts and take effective action on your behalf. That's PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
0: Welcome back, Picture Radio News Hour. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. For those of you who think you've missed the rally, you haven't. Uh, we're, we're actually in what year three now? Where uh, gold bottomed and at a thousand and fifty. Uh, we, we've we've gone up uh, what eight percent, nine percent the year before. This year, gold was up fourteen percent. Uh, and if January and February are any indication, we can see uh, probably another, you know, anywhere from eight to sixteen percent has been the average here of the last few years. Uh, could we see gold? Uh, I, I think, you know, I'll just say it now. I think gold's going to take out fourteen hundred this year. Uh, I don't know if we'll go below thirteen hundred again. We'll have to see. There could be some things that I don't see, uh, but I, but I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, that there's enough here. Uh, I think the dollar weakness is going to continue. I think we're going to be we're over the next 10 years, we are going to be on this stair step down. I think by the time it's over, uh, we're going to take out the 70s. Uh, you, could we see a dollar uh, in the 60s or the 50s? Uh, even the 40s and just so when when i when you hear me say those things just remember that's against the basket of other currencies the biggest player in that basket who never was ever in the basket is going to be the chinese yuan and i think that's where you're going to see and it just there's not a there you know the pound sterling and the japanese yen you don't even get 10% my right, in for you know and and they fluctuate between six and eight percent of the world reserve currencies. You add up all the other currencies together, uh maybe you get another two percent uh then you have the euro and then the dollar and I think you're going to see a big, big shift because uh that shift was delayed until they made China a reserve currency country. Uh, so, so look for the, this trend to continue. Talking about, so over the holiday, my brother was in town. I call him Colonel Chet. Uh, his name's Dan, but you remember that movie, Weird Science? The older brother Chet? That's my brother. This guy was, he knew he wanted to be an Army man. You know, you're talking about you know, the little kids growing up. You know, you wanted to be a policeman or a fireman. I always wanted to be a pro athlete, right? Which, you know, you look at me today, it's pretty funny. Uh, but he always wanted to be in the military. Here was a guy in high school who was in the uh, ROTC program at our high school, he was in the Civil Air Patrol in high school, got his pilot's license. Uh, right as he was graduating high school, uh, was going to be a helicopter pilot, and then the he was in the you know he was he was a ranger. He jumped out of the the airplanes and all. I mean he did it all. And in the the last ten day, he had ten days to go in in helicopter school. He was going to be a, I think it was the Apache, with, he was going to be flying. He, well, they were on one of these runs, you know, that they go on, and uh, I guess there was a hole, and he didn't see it, and uh, he he sprained his. I mean, he couldn't he, he couldn't put any weight on it for about six weeks, uh, so he ended up you know not passing. He couldn't finish, uh, and ended up being an artillery officer. He actually was stationed in Korea uh, when he was first in. And for those of you that know the story of my brother, uh, he he went from the regular army to the reserves, got discharged, uh, and then after uh, the the uh, the Iraq and Afghanistan war started, he got called back. So he wasn't even active anymore. He was actually out of the reserves, got called back, uh, and while he was in a tour in Afghanistan, uh, he made lieutenant colonel, uh, and then. What was it? I don't know. Twelve weeks ago or so, he made colonel, so he is now a colonel. He's in, in the Army Reserves as a colonel, and one of the things we 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 got to talking about, you know, hey, wh- where are we here? You know, you know, and and he's a customer here, right? He he's he he, he started buying gold a couple of years ago. And you know what he said to me was, was that struck me as interesting? He goes, you know what, I'm not worried about the nuclear thing. And I was kind of surprised by that. I said, but, you know, they they got the missile. You know, it can hit everywhere. He goes, yeah, they do. And he goes, I don't know if, if they can put the warhead on it right now. There's debate in the military that sells most people uh, – think, well, it's possible they're, they're probably still got some work to do, was his words. He goes, but that's the hardest thing to do. And I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, there's a lot, there's so many easier things for the, whether it's uh, North Korea or ISIS or whoever it may be to do. He says, you know what we worry about and what I worry about? He goes, the power grid is the most vulnerable, and a lot of you out there, you know, you talk about it, or you'll call me and say stuff about it. I don't know a lot about the power grid, but my, my brother assured me that there is no doubt, at least in the in the eyes of a lot of the people in the military, that's probably the easiest for them to do, right? Right? hack into the power grid and he goes, No power for three days is the thing that scares me the most. He goes, Because three days is about all anybody can live without any water. And and of course, you know, I just and I started thinking about New Orleans, right? When when the the New Orleans filled up with water and the rioting and the looting and I mean it was it was Horrendous. You know, you think back to that and how terrible it was. You're watching on TV and you're like, how can this be? There's no power. There's no water. You can't get gas. You can't, you can't do anything without power. Right? The, the stores can't open. Right? The gas can't be pumped. The power's not on. The There's no There's nothing. And he goes, three days. That's all it takes. And then second on his list was an attack. He goes, you know how easy it is? And listen, he, he, he just said, hey, I'm not going to say anything, but it's not very hard. He goes, anybody with a, you know, middle school chemistry knowledge knows how to uh, put together a, a, a bomb and a truck and make big explosions. But he goes. Those are those things are easy. He goes, And then chemicals, right? And and then he talked about how the body count would go. I'll share that with you, dear. Uh, next, of who's going to die and how quickly they'll die. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Had a conversation. Uh, my brother was at my house over the holidays, and we talked about North Korea. And I don't really talk about it because I don't know what I'm talking about, but he does. He was there. Matter of fact, he's lived in South Korea probably all through his career for five years, at the you know right at the demilitarized zone. And he said, "It's unavoidable if there's a war with North Korea." He goes, "You don't have to worry about shooting missiles down." He goes, "All that stuff." Oh, I'll get to the number. He gave me a number on that, but before I do, he goes, "South Korea and Seoul and all that—they're not what he said—they're in artillery range. That's how close they are." And he talked about the Korean Peninsula. He goes, what people don't know, this thing's all mountains. And where there's not mountains is where people live, right? You know, kind of you think about Phoenix. We live in the valley. So we're surrounded by mountains here. One of the cool things about uh, about the desert here, especially this time of year because the weather is so great, when you look, there's mountains in the distance surrounding us. And he said, in Korea, it's very, very mountain. That's why a ground war in Korea is is so bloody and deadly, and and you know, and, uh, and he said, listen, the Korea, they have all the high ground in North Korea, you know, they obviously, and there'd be uh, a ground war would be horrible. But he said, as soon as the war would start, millions of people are dead in the first 24 to 48 hours because of being in artillery range South Korea, Seoul is decimated uh, even as far, you know, go go as far as Japan, same thing right, Tokyo and, and all, all of that uh, if they go there, same millions then he said the shooting down of these missiles he, he goes it's great when you know exactly where the missile is going to be, and you put your—I don't know—the missile interceptor. <laughs> That's my my military term in the path, right? We can, if we could do that, if if, if they would just tell us, hey, listen, this is where we're going to shoot the missile and we would be able to put the interceptor right in the path, we could probably shoot it down. He goes, it's not likely. He he gave a number. He said one in six is how many we'd be able to shoot down. And and essentially, you know, his whole thing was, yeah, bad idea. But I just wanted to share that with you because, first of all, I thought it was interesting what he said what he was really fearful of. And, and said that most people don't know how vulnerable the power – you know, it's just like – you know what? He brought up Atlanta. I don't know if you remember Atlanta. The airport didn't have power, right? There was a fire, no power, and no nothing could happen for, you know, like a whole day or two. He said, now imagine, you know, L.A., Phoenix, Denver, Chicago, New York, right, all without power. And and that that's what keeps him up. And, and I, I asked him. I said, "So would would you get the call? Would you have to patrol the streets?" And he says, "No, that's National Guard." And he goes, "I'm a. I would not. If I got the order to do it, I would not follow it. I'm I'm a, I'm not allowed to take up arms against the people. I'm a, a, You know, he's part of the the, I guess the federal army." And then he talked about how, uh, you know, when Kennedy, and, and during segregation, he made all the National Guard troops, federal troops, so they couldn't uh, patrol and enforce the, what the state wanted them to do. Uh, but nonetheless, I wanted to share that with you. I thought, you know what, I don't know a bunch about it, uh, but when, you know, you talk about this button being bigger than that button, uh, my brother kind of just said, hey, you know, whether or not it happened." Uh, it's a bad idea. Uh, let me tell you why it's a bad idea. How many millions of people are going to be dead? And uh, I'm not worried necessarily about a nuclear weapon versus, uh, and he said it was much easier for them to put gas, sarin, uh, I forgive the gases. He, he told me their names. I don't remember their names. But to use those instead of nuclear, and he, and he said those can land all over the place uh, in the power grid. Uh, so there you have it. So there, there's my, probably the last time I'll talk about uh, military stuff until the next time I talk to them. Uh, but I wanted to share that with you because I thought it was important. Uh, car sales came out today. The major auto uh, dealers, they, they said it was mixed. It really wasn't. If, if uh, the, the auto industry's numbers shy of last year's records, which we knew, they're going to finish. Uh, Lower in 2017. They now say uh, industry observers expect sales to be lower again in 2018. Uh, They said consumer discounts remain a concern moving forward. Uh, Discounts in excess of 10% of the vehicle sticker price are considered unhealthy for resale values. And in December, the estimated discounts were above 10 percent for the 17th time in the last 18 months. General Motors reported a 3.3 percent drop in sales. Uh, Ford reported a 9 of a percent increase uh, in sales for December, uh, but that was Seventeen percent increase in fleet sales. So big, they they sold a lot of to the rental cars, and then Chrysler. They oh, by the way, they said actual retail sales for Ford down four percent. Fiat Chrysler sales decreased eleven percent. Uh, so that was the big three December retail sales number. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Picture hey, Radio News Hour, 800 951 0592. That is our toll free number. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles. Uh, they're 410 a roll today. I've got about 55 rolls, 55 rolls at 400. Uh, at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Uh, that puts about two dollars and seventy five cents over a spot u s silver eagles four hundred dollars a roll uh, today at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two and I, I really i think we're gonna see twenty dollars silver this year uh, and and you know, are we gonna take out the you know the all time highs in silver in the next ten years? Let be let be a good guess, uh, just kind of thinking about where. Not only is the debt going, but you got to follow the dollar, follow the money. You know, you know everyone talks about you got to follow the money. And right now, the money is starting, it's, it's, it's a trickle, right? But, but the faucet is turned on, uh, and, and it's trickling into China. And, and as they continue to expand what it is that they're going to be able to, to buy and sell now commodities, uh, with their own currency, you're going to see the other countries' reserves uh, go in and shift into Chinese yuan and renminbi, whatever word you want to use for it. And of course, uh, the Chinese can dictate that because of what they're they're the one doing all the buying, uh, which is going to put more and more pressure on the dollar. Matter of fact, this is the I'll tell you where the dollar's back below ninety two. So you think about even with a rate hike. Even with the hey, we're still gonna hike three more times in, in 2018, the dollar continuing the, to struggle. And I think the biggest reason is, is is we're just on that path. This is the path that we're on. Uh, and that doesn't include you know anything happening Let's hope, you know with North Korea. Like my brother said, it's a bad idea. Let's hope it doesn't happen was his exact words uh, or just the natural, You know, when you start thinking about living beyond our means, you you think about what the tax cuts are going to do, if this infrastructure thing happens. we still got the the debt ceiling again. Uh, That's coming here, I think, what, next week or the week after uh, on that as well. All of that just kind of leads me to believe we're going to get more spending. Are we going to see trillion-dollar deficits this year? You know, that's really – isn't it funny? That, the question is, what year is it going to be? This year or is it going to be next year? Right? What year? And, and again, the, the, the good number, the reported number that they like to tell you about. What year do we hit the trillion? And then the sad part is, after that, it never goes below that. I mean, well, I guess it, I guess it could. I mean, if we decided to stop spending. You know, on things like entitlements, I guess it could. If we wanted to uh, double and triple everybody's taxes, I guess it could. But at least the way I, – I just don't know that there's any good way out of it. And I think you're going to see more and more countries continue to shift reserves somewhere else, which is going to continue to put uh, pressure on the U.S. dollar. I think we'll see a dollar in the 80s here in 2018. Uh Eighty-four, maybe eighty-three as a low, uh, but but definitely in the eighties. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. First show back. We got to get into the swing. I got to get retrained. Hopefully tomorrow will be a better one. Everyone take care. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk again tomorrow.